We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up packer friends and family welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl we are officially one month away from Packers training camp, and there will be a lot of questions that will be answered in that training camp. But one of the big things that we always start getting excited for is who's going to be on that initial 53-man roster. And to be fair and to be real, that becomes a little bit less of an intrigue simply because you're basically going to add, what, like 16 more guys to your practice squad that are on your 90-man roster right now. And probably in some capacity, there's 75-ish guys that are probably on this roster right now that will either be on the practice squad or active roster at some point this season. But we still get super geeked about it. It's still sort of that initial rite of passage of who is going to be on that 53-man roster and who's going to make up your team to start the season. So what I wanted to take a look at today as we we are officially one month away is who is actually a lead pipe lock to make this Packers roster and how many of those 53-man roster spots are actually up for grabs and could be won by players that are on the roster or maybe a player or two that they still add in free agency if they choose to go that path. So we will go position by position and go through the players who I think are 100% locks on the rest roster, no question about it. So let's kick things off right away with quarterback Clearly here, Aaron Rodgers will be on the team, uh, but Jordan loves the the interesting conversation here, right? So I, I just like, please feel free in the, if you're on YouTube here listening to me, uh, please feel free in the comments below, uh, put who, you know, what scenario could you possibly see where Jordan Love isn't a Green Bay Packer? Because first of all, it is very, very clear. There's 0% chance that Jordan Love will get cut from this roster. There's 0% chance that he gets beat out by Danny Etling. Like what, even if they brought in some crazy veteran, right? Like if they found a veteran that they loved and somehow that veteran won the number two job, Jordan Love is still staying on the roster as the number three. And even in that crazy scenario, which I don't see happening, there's no team 
at this point that's trading for Jordan Love as their starting quarterback. Even if injuries start to hit, you still have Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo who are out there at minimum. Uh, Drew Locke could potentially be had. There's, you know, talk that, you know, Geno Smith could be in play there. Like there are other quarterbacks that could be available that you could still trade for that, you know, are, are going to be better this season if you're a contending team than Jordan Love. So I don't see a scenario there. Green Bay is not trading him away for pennies on the dollar. The lottery ticket is still better than some, you know, fourth or fifth round pick at this point that you would probably get in exchange. So I can't bring myself to find a scenario that makes sense for Green Bay unless he just, I guess the one scenario that could possibly be, just as I'm kind of thinking out loud here, would maybe be if he just has an awful training camp and an awful preseason and you just do some sort of change of scenery trade where you're trading Jordan Love to another team to see if they can find some value in him and you take back some other player who was a former first or second round pick who's completely bombing with their team and you just hope that both players changing scenes will be better for their career. So maybe if he completely bombs training camp in preseason, you could make that argument. But even in that scenario, you still probably need to bring back a quarterback or find another quarterback who's going to be your backup. So it's very difficult to find a scenario where Jordan Love isn't a member of the Green Bay Packers. So for me, two quarterbacks, lead pipe locks, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. At running back, same thing. Now, Kylan Hill would be extremely close to a lock in my opinion if you were 100% healthy and didn't have the injury a season ago and you weren't sure if he was going to end up starting on the pup list or not, right? I don't think you can put clearly either of the undrafted running backs or Patrick Taylor as locks at this point. So Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon are your locks. We'll see what happens with Kylan Hill if he's ready to be back sooner, you know, where he could actually make the initial 53-man roster. And then he'll have to battle it out, if so, with the undrafted running backs as well as Patrick Taylor, which in that case I would give a huge, huge nod to Kylan Hill. But it'll remain to be seen exactly when he becomes ready. And if Hill's not ready, then Taylor and Baylor and uh, Goodson will have to battle it out for that number three running back spot. And as I've mentioned, I still think there's a scenario where Green Bay could just keep two uh, running backs to start the season, Kylan Hill on the pup, and then add the other three guys to the practice squad, knowing that you can call them up. So I think there's a lot of flexibility there, but there's no way that I can see a scenario where anyone besides Jones or Dylan would be a lock at this point. Wide receiver, probably the most interesting topic that we will go over for any of the position groups. Alan Lazard is a lock. Sammy Watkins is pretty darn close. I know contractually there isn't, or there is ways for them to get out of that contract, but man, the way you hear both Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur talk about Sammy Watkins and his role in this offense, I'm clearly putting Sammy Watkins as a lock at this point. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going nowhere. Randall Cobb, I, again, I can't imagine a scenario, even if he looks like a shell of his former self, Randall Cobb is on the I'm friends with Aaron Rodgers, you know, roster spot on the team. Rodgers came back because they, you know, in a large part due to them trading for Randall Cobb. I don't see any situation where Guten friends are now in a situation where they're like, yeah, you know what? We're on good terms now. So we're going to say goodbye to Randall Cobb and, you know, go in a different direction. They've just sort of seemingly made amends with Rodgers. I can't imagine they're going to try to tick him off by releasing his best friend on the roster. So Randall Cobb's not going anywhere. That's five wide receivers that, in my opinion, are locks. 
Then you get to sort of that next group, which is Amari Rogers, Juwan Winfrey, Samori Toure, and Malik Taylor, and technically Danny Davis. I, I would be very, very, very surprised if Amari Rogers isn't on the team and isn't on the 53, but I can't quite put him as a lock simply because you already have five wide receivers that are locks. And Samari Toure is a very interesting player. Juwan Winfrey is a very interesting player. And while Rodgers was a third round pick that they traded up for, if he has a training camp in preseason that shows that you know he didn't take any step forward and continues to massively struggle, maybe that's another player where you just do a, a sort of change of scenery and say, you know what, we feel better about X player, whether, whether that's Winfrey, whether that's Toure. I think it's like a 98% chance that Amari's on the roster, on the 53. He practiced with the ones a decent amount already. I just, I can't really envision a scenario where he's not on the team, but just because of the current depth, that wide receiver, I can't put a lock on him. And then as much as I've already liked Toure and as you know, much as Winfrey has some upside, the, the competition is very, very tight. Malik Taylor has a really tough battle to try to make the 53 and Danny Davis is fighting for practice squad at this point. But either way, to me, five locks. Lazard, Watkins, Cobb, Watson, and Dubs, with Amari Rogers being a very, very, very likely uh, sixth player on the roster in some capacity. Tight end, uh, to me, I'm going to go Robert Tunyon. Now, not a lock if he's not ready, right? If he has to be put on the pup list to start the season, then he wouldn't be a lock here. But it seems to be trending that he is going to be ready to play for week one. So I'm putting him in that scenario as a lock. Mercedes Lewis. I guess in some like crazy world capacity, like he's on a pretty decent, like he's on like a $4 million deal and there is some money that you can recoup by releasing him. If he gets to camp and just, you know, somehow hit a wall from an age standpoint, right? And just doesn't look like himself, you you could probably talk yourself into there being like a 0.05% chance that maybe he could end up not on the roster. But he, there's just nobody else on the team that they have like him. And unless they felt like, you know what, he can't catch it all anymore, we might as well just put an offensive tackle out there to do what he does. I'm not even sure any offensive tackle can exactly replicate what he does. So I'm, I'm keeping Mercedes. I'm saying that he is a lead pipe lock as well. So Tunyon and Lewis at tight end. And I'm not going to say anyone else. I think, you know, we've already seen DeGuara and Daphne switching uh, between the ones and the twos, which means that DeGuara's sort of on notice, right? That he's got to step up and make some noise if he wants to go out and officially earn his 53-man roster spot. And as much as I think Tyler Davis is insanely, insanely, insanely close to being a lock, we still don't have enough real true evidence on Tyler Davis. He still has to go out in training camp and preseason and earn that spot. If he would all of a sudden try to coast it in and say, hey, I've got a 53-man spot, you know, he's no, to me, he's no lock to make the team. Very, very, very likely, but I just, I can't put him in that scenario yet. So two tight ends, Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis. Offensive tackle, I've only got two here. David Bakhtiari, pending injury, of course, and then Yash Nijman. To me, there clearly there's no way Yash is, or Bakhtiari is going anywhere. I can't think of a scenario where Yash was your swing tackle a season ago, could potentially have to start at right tackle. To go from that to cut or you know, trade it. They just don't have the depth of that position and Bakhtiari's injury could flare up at any time. So Yash to me gets one of those 53-man roster spots for sure. And then Bakhtiari pending injury. At guard, John Runyon Jr., Sean Ryan's not going anywhere. 
Royce Newman's not going anywhere. Zach Tom's not going anywhere. So four guards. I can't put anyone else in that list. And then Josh Myers at center. Jake Hansen, Cole Van Lannan, Rasheed Walker. Those guys are going to have to battle for some of those other spots. Elton Jenkins will start the season on the pup list in all likelihood. So offensive line as a total, I'm saying Bakhtiari, Yash Najman, John Runyon Jr., Sean Ryan, Royce Newman, Zach Tom, and Josh Myers are all locks to make the team. So for those counting at home, the offense so far, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Tunyon and Lewis at tight end, Bakhtiari, Nijman, Runyon, Ryan, Newman, Tom, and Myers along the offensive line. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, let's jump to defense. So starting with the defensive line, I, listen, I, I can't imagine, and I talked about this the other day, at this point, Green Bay, I, I can't imagine them just knowing their DNA releasing Dean Lowry at this point. That's just not a Packers thing to do. I, I believe they probably would have released him sooner. I know there's been some injury issues, but I think they would have just worked something out sooner rather than like all of a sudden releasing him now. So this might be the one where if there's like some surprising cut at the end of camp, maybe it's Dean Lowry. I just don't think they built this defensive line to now tear it down and what could be a strength all of a sudden making it not a, at least not as much of a strength or at least having some depth weaknesses there. So I'm going to say Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, uh, Wyatt, and Slayton are all locks to make the roster. So five defensive linemen, which would likely set up a Jonathan Ford, Jack Heflin battle for that number six spot. But 
Again, Lowry would be the question mark here. If Ford and Heflin look good and the rest of the group look good, could they maybe make a move in that direction? Maybe, but I just think Lowry is more... And they've always valued him. They've always uh, really put a lot of stock into what he brings to the table. At times, not so wise. Last year, he looked really good. So I get it and I understand it. I I don't think coming off playing some of his best football as a Packer especially towards the second half of last season. I don't think you move on from him and again, make that position a weakness. So Clark, Reed, Lowry, Wyatt, and Slayton are my locks along the defensive line. At edge rusher, only three here, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, and Kingsley and Igbari. I'm just not sure how you can make an argument for anyone else that's a lock. And since Inigbari is a fifth round pick, you could make an argument that he's still going to have to go out and make the team. But like, who are you keeping ahead of him? Like, who are we kidding? Like, Unless he's just a major bust and Green Bay says, holy cow, this guy just can't play football. Uh, Inigbara, I just, I'd be very shocked if he doesn't end up with a roster spot, especially with the state of the edge group. So I'm going to say Preston, Gary, and Inigbara are locks. Inside linebacker, once again, only three players, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, and Chris Barnes. I, I would, again, I would, li- I'd love to listen to any arguments. Maybe Chris Barnes could get in a fight for a job, like, but how, like who's, are you keeping McDuffie and Ray Wilborn or Ty Summers or anyone over him? And what, which one of those linebackers are you saying is a lock outside of those three? So I I just don't see a scenario in which those three guys aren't on the roster, nor a scenario where you could make a strong argument that any other linebacker has a right to be a lock on the team at this point. So three edge rushers, three linebackers, five defensive linemen, four cornerbacks, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, I just think Keyshawn Nixon gets a spot. Already, they went out and signed him in free agency. He's already practicing as the number four corner. He was likely signed to be a core special teams player. There just seems to be a bit too much going for him already. And it's a position that doesn't have a lot of depth. So is that guy that you went out and signed in free agency? I know it's for basically a minimum deal, but are you really expecting him to get beat out by the current crop of corners that you have on the roster? I just don't think there's three other guys that are going to beat him out. So I'm going to say Nixon is a fourth corner that is a lock to make the team. Only two safeties. I think Sean Davis is a very strong bet as well, especially based on his minicamp and OTAs and him being what seems to be the clear number three safety at this point. But I'm saying just Amos and Savage. We've seen this before, right? And this is the same reason that Cole Van Landon's not on the list. Go back to Ben Braden a season ago. At this point last season, Ben Braden was practicing with the starters and you'd have been like, well, I don't think he's, maybe he doesn't end up being a starter, but if he's already practicing with the starters, he's probably a really good bet to make the roster. Nope. So just because Sean Davis is a number three safety, just because Cole Van Landen's getting reps with the ones, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a lock to make the team. So uh, I'm going to say just Amos and Savage at safety. At kicker, I'm still locking in Mason Crosby. I just don't think anyone's beating him for that spot. At punter, Pat O'Donnell, if he went out and had just a brutal preseason and just basically forgot how to punt, maybe they would bring somebody in at the last minute, but I don't expect that to happen. Pat O'Donnell hasn't been a great punter, but he's been very consistent through the course of his career. I think you know what you're getting. You're getting a below average punter, a good holder, and uh, you know I just think a veteran in that space who's kicked in the NFC North, kicked in poor conditions, and I don't think I don't think they're even going to bring in any competition for him. So no long snap snapper locks. I think both of those spots or that spot is going to be up for grabs between the two guys that are on the roster as well as anyone that could potentially be a free agent at the spot as well. So defensively, I'll just recap it one more time: Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, Devontae Wyatt, T.J. Slayton, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Kingsley, and Igbare. 
Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Chris Barnes, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Mason Crosby, and Pat O'Donnell, Crosby and O'Donnell on special teams, of course. Those are my locks. So if you count all of those up, that is only 37 players, which would leave, based on my back of the napkin abacus math, 16 spots for players, the rest of the players on the roster to try to fight for. Now there's going to be some spots that are like, you know, with only Lewis and Tunyon at tight end, like they're going to keep probably at least two of the other ones between DeGuara, Daphne, and Davis. So it's not like Jack Heflin can go out and battle for like one of those spots. Like right, one of those spots is going to a tight end. A couple spots are going to go to offensive tackle and offensive line in general. Like they're going to keep an extra edge. They're going to keep an extra linebacker. They're going to keep more corners and safeties, et cetera. So a lot of those are position group battles, but still only 37 spots that I would really mark as locks. I think the other thing that that tells us here is this is a bit more of a top-heavy Packers team that we haven't seen in the past. And that makes some real logical sense, right? They're paying a lot of top-tier deals. Aaron Rodgers is on a top-tier deal. Aaron Jones, for a running back, is on a very high deal. You know, David Bakhtiari, top-paid offensive tackle in the game. Kenny Clark, top one of the top-paid defensive tackles in the game. Press is on a big deal. Devondre Campbell just got a big deal. Jair Alexander just got the biggest deal. Adrian Amos is on a pretty sound deal. Mason Crosby for a kicker is on a pretty big deal. So they're giving a lot of money to their premium players. And because of that, there's just not going to be a ton left over to sort of build the depth. And meanwhile, per usual, you're picking towards the end of the draft, uh, which just makes it a little bit harder to fill in some of those spots, right? So I don't think that this is like completely out of the ordinary uh, for what you would expect from this Green Bay roster based on the high level of contracts that they're paying at the top of their roster. But this would mean if you have only 37 guys that are locks, that you have a lot of transition players towards the back of your roster, and they're going to need some of these guys to step up and help them through the course of the season, not just on offense and defense, but a lot of those last spots, a lot of those last 16 spots are going to come down to special teams. And we say like, well, if you want to make the team, you know, you really need to prove yourself on special teams. I think that's going to take an extra meaning this season as they really try to field a much better special teams unit than they had a season ago. So there are some real legitimate roster battles that I think are going to take place. I think there's going to be some undrafted free agents that have real shots to make this team. I think there's going to be uh, potentially some free agents that Green Bay could still find that could compete for spots on this team. And I think the rest of the players, like the, the not the 37 that we just named, are going to have a ton of opportunity. And that's that's just like, there's 16 spots up for grabs just on the active roster. There's another 16 up for grabs on the practice squad. So if you don't think this training camp and preseason like means a whole heck of a lot, you know, those next 32 spots, because there's 69 spots total, if you count the 53 active and the 16 practice squad spots, those 32 spots that I would say are left unclaimed on the active roster and on the practice squad will be decided in training camp and preseason, which as mentioned, training camp one month away from today. That is going to do it for me. Thank you as always for joining. I always appreciate it. We'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.
When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.